0: This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson. From the book of Acts, the chapter is 3, and the verses are 12 through 26. The title of this week's lesson is Peter's Sermon from Solomon's Porch. Again, from Acts 3, verses 12 through 26, from the New King James, the text reads, So, when Peter saw it, He responded to the people, Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently at us as though by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, Has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also your rulers, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all his prophets that the Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and be converted, and your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear in all things, whatever he says to you. And it shall be that every soul who will not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. Yes, and all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow, as many as have spoken, have also foretold these days. You are the sons of the prophets, and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Praise God's holy and divine word. Let us listen, let us hear, and let us act. Peter's sermon, second sermon, focuses on the divinity of Jesus Christ, showing first that he is the healer of a lame man, as we recognized from the first 11 verses of this chapter. Uh, We recognize that his suffering, that Jesus' suffering, demonstrates him to be the Messiah, verses 17 and 18 here, and that the iniquities of the stiff-necked Jewish leaders Their iniquities inhibit their receiving blessings, verses 19 through 26. Peter literally commands in verse 19 repent so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Peter's sermon reinforces, teaches the necessity of repentance. Peter shows that in Jesus Christ the prophecy of Moses was fulfilled and that all the prophets testified of Jesus and his salvation and that in Jesus Christ the covenant made with Abraham is fulfilled as well as the reality that Christ came to bless them from their iniquities the miracles that Jesus performed while among the living produced amazement. Acts 2, verse 22. Peter now performs the second recorded miracle that displayed the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in Acts 1 and verse 8, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. The first recorded miracle was the speaking of tongues. Acts 2, verse 1 and following. Peter's first sermon during Pentecost emphasized that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the Messiah. The passion and power of Peter's message stirred the hearts of many, which led to their repentance and receiving of God's word. Many had come to believe regardless of their social condition. We note that in John three thirty six, John four twenty five, and John five eight through nine. Social condition is no barrier. They sought baptism in his name and thereby became a new person in Christ. After Peter states the reason why the lame man was healed, here in chapter 3 and verse 16, it reads, His name through faith in his name has made this man strong. Peter urged his audience to respond to Jesus of Nazareth by repenting of their sins again. The Jews had rejected Christ through ignorance. Chapter 3, 17 and 18. However, Christ's suffering had been foretold by the prophets in the Old Testament. Notice Isaiah 53 and verse 5, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Luke writes that Jesus Christ will return for his people. In verses 19 and 20 here in chapter 3, it's noted Moses foretold that God would raise up a prophet. Notice Deuteronomy 18 and verse 15. Him you shall hear. I will put words in his mouth. The Jews would indeed be blessed if they would embrace the belief of Abraham. Genesis 15 and verse 6. He, Moses, believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 22, 18, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. And Genesis 3, and verse 29. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So here we have Moses And we have the promise that obedience and attention uh, to Christ uh, bears fruit. Peter urged the Jews to turn away from iniquity. In chapter 3, verse 26 To you first blessings would accrue. So the message is preached first to the Jews who are the seed of Abraham and uh, believed in Moses. The miracle that we find in Acts 3 was simply the Lord working through the apostles to confirm the word spoken as of a divine origin. Notice Hebrews 2, verses 3 and 4. God has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. Peter faithfully and humbly redirects the glory of the miracle to God. Acts 3, verse 12. Peter lifted him, but he had faith to be healed. So it's the responsibility of the apostle and by extension our responsibility to lift one another up but the healing comes from God. Again, Peter lifted him up, but he had faith to be healed. Verse 16, Peter indicates that he and the other apostles were witnesses. Now that Peter has the attention of many observers to the miracle, he gives them the divine words of God. Peter immediately exposes their sins and tells them what is the divine remedy. Pilate was determined to release Jesus as an innocent man. However, these very people that Peter is speaking to were guilty of rejecting the offer. They wanted Jesus dead, and so he was killed. Though the Prince of Life had been killed... He has now been resurrected and glorified, having ascended into the heavens to be with the Father, Acts 2 and verse 23. The people having the miracle before them are now faced with a decision, as are we. The choice is to obey or reject these words that are obviously of divine origin. While Peter's audience stood listening to him, the apostle states, I know that you did it in ignorance, as did also the rulers. The word, the word ignorance in verse 17, agnoia, is a want of perception. Ignorance is a mistake. The sinful deed of crucifying Jesus was done with a one of perception, ignorance. The people did not perceive that the man they were crucifying was actually who he claimed to be. However, this ignorance did not excuse them from the consequences of their actions. Ignorance is no excuse. The word is present. In chapter 3, verse 19, therefore, repent, therefore, and be converted. Which means to undergo a change, a change of principle a change of practice, to reform, to change one's purpose. The Jews had rejected Jesus as being the Christ. This rejection was a sin. Peter is asking them to undergo a change of mind and accept Jesus based upon the evidence of the divine miracle that has been performed. Such a change of mind will result in their sins being blotted out. The blood of Jesus was and continues to be the only means by which man's sins could be, can be erased or cleansed. While the blood of bulls and goats... Only gave man cause to remember his sins, the blood of Christ removes them completely. Notice Leviticus four, verse four, Leviticus seventeen, eleven, and Hebrews ten and verse three. This cleansing verses nineteen and chapter three. Cleansing must occur so that times, that is, the seasons of refreshing, may come. To have sins removed is to be justified, acquitted from the penalty of eternal death, Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We must remember That forgiveness does not occur by a simple acknowledgement of the wrong and the desire to change. Peter had earlier stated that baptism was the act that removed the sins, Acts 2 and verse 38. Luke indicates the expectation of Jesus' return, chapter 3, verse 20. He may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before. This verse references two events. It states Christ's return will be a condition of God's will and Christ's judgment is the conditional aspect of bringing home his saints in glory. This chapter suggests that Jesus has come to bring the salvation of mankind just as the prophets had spoken. Those who refuse to hear the words of Jesus Christ will find eternal separation from God their woeful condition. Chapter 3, verse 23. Every soul who will not hear shall be utterly destroyed. Faithful focus on God's word brings sanctification, a blotting out of man's sin, fellowship, an association of people who share in sanctification and unity. Many joined together as one in their purpose to obey Jesus. Chapter 3, verse 24. Again, all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow as many have spoken have also foretold these days. The Old Testament law was divided into three sections the law of moses the prophets and the psalms these three divisions were known as the scriptures luke 24 verse 45 and john 5 and verse 39 jesus indicated these scriptures comprehensively testified of him chapter 3 Verse 25, you are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant. Those gathered on Solomon's portico had a close connection with Jehovah God in that he had made a covenant regarding their future blessed state. To receive blessings from the Greek is to bless in respect of or by means of. The American Heritage Dictionary tells us that the word can be used in reference to sanctifying one to invoke divine favor upon, to confer well-being or prosperity upon one, to endow as with talent and happiness. As Christians committed to the New Testament, we have an inherent right to pursue godly blessings, godly happiness through an obedient, faithful, righteous, filled lifestyle. Chapter 3, verse 26. Jesus sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. Peter terms this blessing a turning away from iniquities. The Lord was to fulfill his covenant promise, the forgiveness of sin, first to the Jews, then to the whole world. Peter noted that the covenant promised to Abraham applied to all the families of the earth. The servant Messiah was for all, only being sent to Israel first. The worldwide mission was already implicit in Peter's message. Only later, however, would he fully assimilate its meaning. Acts 11, verse 17 and 18. If, therefore, God gave them the same gift as He gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I, that I could withstand God. When they heard these things, they became silent and they glorified, saying, Then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance to life. This lesson is yours. Friends, thank you so much. Much for your continued participation in our study with the sermons in Acts. Next week's lesson will come from Acts 7, verses 1 through 53, Stephen's Defense. Acts 7, 1 through 53, the longest sermon in Acts. I pray that something has been said in this lesson that is both edifying and uplifting. Let us go to God in prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Father God, we come to you in humility and reverence. We recognize that you are the creator and we are the creature. We thank you for your love, your long-suffering, your grace and mercy. Father, we ask for your forgiveness for any transgressions we have committed since the last time we've been together. We repent and ask for the strength to continue to seek your will and your way, the zeal, your wisdom, Father. We thank you. We thank you for all the many blessings you bestow upon us each day, Father. We pray for those who do not know you yet We pray for space and time that they are able to come to know you before it is everlasting and eternally too late. Father, we thank you for the sacrifice of your son on that old rugged cross for the sins of mankind. Father, we thank you for the church that he established where men, women, boys, and girls may work out their soul salvation with fear and trembling. Father, we pray for all within the sound of my voice, give us all those things we stand in need of to be able to continue to serve in your kingdom. Father, we pray for those who are in mourning, sustain them in this time of grief, build them up, help them to recognize that this too will pass and that they are able to persevere and serve you, Father. Father, we pray for the the sick and the shut-in, those behind prison walls. We pray for those who are addicted, and we pray for those who are confused, Father. Help them all, help us all to, to lift them up and to point them to you, Father, the great physician, the great healer. Thank you, Father, for your long arm of protection. Father, we pray that everything we have said in this lesson goes down to your glory. We ask these and all other blessings in the most gracious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks again for your ongoing support. Let us all reach out in Christian love and lift one another up. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Count it all joy. Stay safe. Bye for now.